Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Inside Battlefield. My name is Tom, Community Manager for Battlefield, and this week we're excited to talk about our new Season 6 map, Redacted. It's one of the favorite maps that the team has built so far. So with me today are Gabriel, Joel and Michael. Hey guys, how's it going? Hello. Hello. Hey, all good here. First time on the podcast, so... Nervous? Yes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit nervous. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and excited. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's lovely to to have you on. So are you uh are you ready to talk redacted? Yes, we are. Awesome. Yeah, but it's classified. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh yeah, guys, it, it is it's redacted, it's classified, so that's the end of the podcast. So sorry everybody. <laughs> See you in the next one. Can we have the cookies now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just go straight to the cookies. Um but yeah, before we really dive into the new map and talk about, you know, how we brought it to life and what, what different uh, aspects there are. Can you please start with um, introducing what you do at DICE? So, Gabriel, let's start with you. Yeah, so I've been working here for three years. I started in 2021 uh, and, well, I'm a level designer and I I was a level designer for Redacted. Yeah, I'm Joel, environment artist here at DICE. My role is to work with the level from a visual standpoint, while Gabriel works mainly with the design of it all, the flow, uh, making the map fun. I mainly work with uh, making it look good, sort of. Yeah, I'm, I'm Michael. Uh, I'm a lead environment artist here at ICE. Um, I've been here for five years now and uh, also work together with Gabriel and Joel on building the map and making it come to life. Awesome. So let's dive into the different aspects of Redact then. Um, Gabriel, can you start with an overview of, of the map? Sure. <clears throat> so um, Redacted is a, an infantry-only uh, map, uh, secrecy-focused, um, interior-only as well. Uh, so the whole idea is that the, the map happens in a, an underground facility. The player goes in and then finds some secrets, a bunch of stuff happening in there, exciting stuff, spooky stuff, maybe. Um, and well, so... We have four flags across uh, Conquest and Brace Room. Uh, the map is going to be shipped with all the other modes, TDM and uh, FFA and Rush as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, everything that the CQC map uh, could have, you know, grindy, uh, tight corridors, etc. It's in there. Yeah, it okay. is in there. And we'll dive uh, more into, you know, the actual details of, of some of the parts you mentioned. But I think uh, starting with an overview is, is good for folks who maybe have not seen the map yet. Because by the time you listen to this, we have shown you the map. There's a blog that you can read with some more detail as well. But if you're listening, then we'd uh, love to start with an overview. And then I'd also like to, to hear where we took our inspiration from to build this map. Because it's quite different from the other maps we've done so far, specifically for 2042. You know, it's it's in their only CQC focus, but also the, the entire aesthetic of the map is different. Let's walk through where we took our inspiration from. Like, let's start with you, Gabriel, and then we just go. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Redacted is quite inspired by previous uh, infantry-only maps, uh, you know, in the franchise. Like, for example, Metro and Locker, especially Locker. Um, so, you know, during the process of, uh, building the map, we looked back at what we had done back then, 
analyzing those maps and seeing what you know how we without being a one-on-one obviously uh a remake if you if you like without being that um you know how to integrate some of the the elements those very exciting and 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 elements that really worked uh in locker how to bring them to 2042 and also uh, how to give them a, a fresh and 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 you know a different feel to them yeah. uh, in a way right with different elements that we added uh in the design of the of the level for example i can mention one of them for example yeah. uh where uh locker you know it is a very grindy map in many ways especially the the middle flag so all the paths they they go into one and then they go into the center flag so one of the difference uh with locker was that we wanted to make uh, redacted a little bit more accessible uh kind of like so it doesn't just appeal to to those who like the grindiness you know those who are not as good playing the game uh like for example me myself um so we also have a, a chance you know, and yeah, there are some elements in the, in the level. It's a little bit, it is grindy, but it, there are some ways where you, for example, can avoid, uh, fights. Uh, you can sneak behind the enemies. Uh, you have almost at all times, you have at least three, or I would say two flanking paths. So three paths, uh, counting the, the main one, for example. So, yeah. Okay. So it is grindy that the players loved from Locker, but I guess it offers an improved flow of gameplay. In a way, over yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, Joel, let's let's go to you over for, for the art perspective. Where where did you take your inspiration from um, on building the map and working on it? Yeah, for me personally, I worked quite a bit with the biodomes in the map. So these are the four spaces, especially one of them. And the, I worked with the one that has more steep cliffs crooked branches on trees and roots spiraling along the cliffs. And uh, for this one, I took a lot of inspiration from Resident Evil 4, the latest remake. And I looked a lot of, at a lot of pictures. I'm a big fan of those games. Okay. So, so we can we can expect a little, a yeah. little Resident Evil vibes, maybe even. Yeah, a little bit of okay. those vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty spooky uh, from a visual standpoint. Um, and apart from the biodomes, we also wanted to replicate this kind of disuse, but then brought back to life like old uh, abandoned sort of research facility underground yeah. somewhere. Um, like narratively, it's set in Scotland. So we, but we couldn't find any good references of underground research facilities in Scotland. Um, but we, uh, yeah, we looked at various different sort of complexes around the world where they have those kind of bit more brutalistic architecture. It yep. feels a bit, you know, cold and 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 um, yet sterile, but then also slightly uh, disused in some places. And then uh, I think we we looked at like the the Eden project uh, in the UK, which has these like massive biodomes with uh, different um, vegetation and like really big trees and stuff like that, which was. Um, good sort of visual representation of the biodomes as well. Yeah, so the vegetation in the biodomes, it's mainly jungle, which is not maybe what you see in the Resident Evil, but I try to get those like spooky vibes in there, yeah. uh, like getting those like, the, the like, crooked branches in the, there. The trees look yeah. creepy. So yeah. yeah. Like, so it's not yeah. just Eden Project straight taken from there. Okay. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, so I think that's a general good overview of what to expect from a design perspective, but also, you know, what, what did we go for from, from art and where did we take our inspiration from? Um, let's talk a little bit more about the design. So Gabriel, back to you. What sets Redacted apart from other maps we've built for 2042? Uh, I mean, yeah, it would be that, uh, you know, CQC, yeah. interior only, uh, infantry only map. We hadn't tried that before uh, for 2042. Um, I believe the first map where we had an infantry only experience, uh, it was on uh, Drained, which I don't... Stranded. Stranded. Yeah, season two. <laughs> yes, the season two map. Uh, that was the first time we tried. Uh, so it was on Breakthrough, having infantry only. Yep. yep. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it felt kind of uh, about time to to go and and you know give that to players yep. uh the infantry only map uh i would also say well the 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 spookiness that's i believe that that's the first probably the first map in the whole uh, franchise that goes you know towards that direction yep. which is really really cool yeah, yeah. and i mean the, one of the other big uh differentiators between this map and maybe every other battlefield map is that it's very narratively driven mm. so here we have this like underlying f- for you different narrative threads running throughout the map which we are trying to you know convey to players both through the overall layout and the design of the map and the flow of everything but also uh, through the art and the uh, audio and, and everything else as well there is also one thing uh, i don't want to give away too much <laughs> but some flags in the map They have a very unique look. I mean, that's all I can say. But but that's also, you know, it felt really, uh, really, really fresh, you know, yep. having those themes uh, in the map. Like some flags in there, they are really, hopefully they're going to wow, you know, the players. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I, th- I think it's always fun, you know, players will have seen the level by the time they listen to this. But all I right. think their first full experience we still want to keep a little bit of that mystery when they you know jump in for the first time and oh. run to those flags and just you know see it for themselves and experience it so yeah. um folks to you listening i we're very excited for this one so we hope you uh, hope you enjoy it and then um we already talked about it a little bit in the intro but you know we decided to make a close or a cqc map Uh, and it's indoor only this time, like inspired by Metro and Locker, but mostly Locker. Can you expand a bit more about, you know, what we looked at when making it uh, for Redacted? Uh, yeah, uh, well, it felt that there was this need of having uh, such a map uh, in the catalog of 2042. Yeah. Um, I mean, somehow we have done that battlefield, you know, uh, at least since BF3, I believe. Yeah. There is always one. Uh, very grindy CQC map, uh, mostly interior only. Um, and again, you know, to to give that to to many of the members of the community that yep. they've been uh, asking for that, yep. right? Um, then, if the plan, if the direction is to make uh, a grindy uh, experience, then it is um, less challenging in a way um, to to have it indoors, right? Yep. Because then you can, it's like you get more, as a designer, you get more control 
you know, I mean, you can you can set the boundaries. Yeah. Uh, you have walls, you have pillars, you know. You know that the players are not gonna, uh, you know, go beyond the yeah. walls, it's, right? It's a tighter, more confined exactly. flow. Exactly. Yeah. So you can somehow control that. Uh, whereas if we had like an open, like more open map, it would be more complicated to, yeah. to achieve that. Uh, especially, you know, like what do you do with terrain and what type of rocks you, you use to, to, to get that corridor feel, right? People yeah. can, can climb on top of rocks, for example. And they and will. They, <laughs> and they will. <laughs> and they will. Uh, <laughs> and they will. Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, it kind of, in a way, it made sense to go towards yeah. that direction. And also looking back at, uh, you know, Metro Locker, even Fort DeVoe was also another one that we were looking into, BF1. Um, you know, most of, of the, I would say most of those maps happen in 100% interior, you know, like yep. between walls and stuff. Uh, so, so basically, you know, to get that grindy experience, we felt that we, we wanted to, to go with that uh, direction interior only. And again, as a contrast to, most of the maps that we had uh, shipped before redacted, having, you know, the 100% yep. uh, interior-only experience. And Joel, on the indoor-only aspect, it is fully an indoor-only map, but it doesn't feel that way. Um, for example, the, the forest area. Yep, yep. Can you speak more to that? Yeah, sure. So with the forest, we really wanted to make it feel like it's in an exterior area. but it's still indoors. Yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, we have these biodomes. It has quite realistic sky. You can see some hints of uh, the beams in the ceiling. You can see some concrete sticking through, through the terrain. You can see lights hanging uh, on the cliff walls, things like that, that sort of break the immersion a little bit. Yep. But um, most of all, it's, it's trees, it's bushes, it's terrain. It's what you'd expect from the outside. Yeah. So basically, if if folks, you know, they're in combat, so they're probably not keeping a close eye on the sky. But if yeah. you keep a close eye out, you can you can really tell that, you know, yeah. what you see yeah. isn't isn't yeah. real. And you're yeah. in a yeah. facility yeah. and you're you're still in that confined space. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we, we wanted to give the illusion as well that you don't really know where you are. Yeah. So really, like, uh, are we underground? Are we in just some weird you know, um, Squid Game-esque place, like where are we? Yeah. And, and that whole thing kind of makes you lose, um, like it both helps with orientation, but it also makes you question where you actually are. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, to, if I can add some. Yeah, I was going to say it, it adds to the, the creepy feeling, yeah, I exactly. guess, because, you know, you, nothing is real yeah. technically. So yeah. yeah, I mean, one thing that we, we said from the very beginning was that we wanted player to, players to ask questions, you know, to be wondering yeah. what is going on, you know, almost like as you do when you play a single player horror game, yep. kind of right. You go in or, or when you watch a movie also, uh, that you have no idea what is happening. Uh, and you know, that, that keeps you somehow it keeps you engaged yep. and that's really important. So, so we wanted, you know, as Mika said, like you go in there, you don't really know what that is. It is an interior force, but it is an interior space, you know, and then yeah. you see the fake ceiling, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, so it, it it wasn't easy, I imagine, to build, you know, a map in such a way where like you still feel on the outside um, while you're actually inside and with the different biodomes, different areas. Um, 
CQC focused. So what were some of the design challenges we faced when, when building that? Yeah. Uh, so in that note, like, for example, we knew that we were going to do the biodomes. We knew that we were yeah. going to have nature, uh, terrain, all the stuff. And going back to my points uh, that I said earlier, where it's a little bit, it's trickier to to get that uh, grindiness, yeah. you know, when you are in an open space, like in a forest or, or uh, uh, you know, terrain, uh, rocks, etc. So, um, for example, in one of the biodomes, um, so we, we wanted to, to, to have different experiences and also uh, different looks for the two biodomes. So people, they understand that, okay, I'm in this one and then I'm in the other one. So they look uh, as different as possible. So, uh, for example, the biodome that Joel worked on, we went for a, a more like a tighter, uh, a tighter uh, layout where we used like rocks, uh, yeah. you know, big rocks, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like cliffs even just to get that corridor-esque uh, yeah. feeling in there, for example. So, you know, going to, I remember back when we were in uh, a probably pre-production or at the very beginning of production, all those questions, you know, like, what are we going to do here? How are we going to make this work, you know, for this type of map? So that was, that was challenging. You know, it took some time. It took some back and forth, uh, Luckily, he was sitting, Joel was sitting in front of me, so we could have... No, you know, yeah. like, easy to collaborate on that one. Yeah, easy to talk and everything. Yeah. Uh, then we had also, you know, like every playtest was giving us uh, more and more information of what was working, uh, what we needed to, to fix. One of the things was, for example, uh, like how grindy we wanted to have the level. Um before it used to be much more grindy. And, and again, like that felt, it felt a bit, um, it felt a bit too much, uh, okay. in a way, you know, like complicated, like hard to, you know, go past choke points and stuff like that. O overwhelming. Yes. Okay. Yes. And we don't really want that, you know, uh, we want everybody to be happy, uh, playing the level, right? Still feel like they're progressing. And exactly. That's really important. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you get stuck, you can't do anything, then it's like, oh, you're going to close the computer and cook or something or eat a cookie or something. Or eat a cookie. <laughs> you know? So, for example, I remember we had, um, you know, even deciding what size uh, the doors were going to be. I remember we, we used to have uh, single, single doors, hmm. like door frames. And, uh, you know, that didn't really work. Um so, you know, all those discussions, like talking about all those tiny little details, oh. right, that are super, super important. The size of the rooms, uh, how big the whole level is supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, what is too much, what is too little, right? Um, then... Uh, We had a bypass routes yes exactly they were a big discussion yes 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 that's a good point um which you know it ties into when the level felt really grindy we didn't have this bypass uh we call it like that it's a it's basically an extra long corridor that you know supposed to take you almost through the whole level mm -hmm. so then you can bypass uh, fights and bypass flags we didn't have that one for example, uh, 
And so that's when we had the choke points that yeah, you couldn't yeah. pass. Yeah, the the early play tests. You know, we kind of we we were planning to have it, um, but but then you know after that we we decided okay we have to go with this otherwise it's it's almost impossible to play yeah. the level. And again, inspired by Locker, they also had uh, a bypass there. But even that, you know, okay, we have a bypass, but how are we going to build the bypass? Is it going to be, you know, on 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 top? If is it, is it going to be on the side of the level? Is it going to be below the level, which is, you know, how it ended up to be yep. below the level, like kind of a, a underground, even more an underground, <laughs> underground, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> even okay. more underground tunnel. Um, back then, we had it like it used to be connected to each flag yeah. instead of going, you know, all the way throughout the whole map. So yeah, you know, a lot of iterations. A lot of playtests, a lot of uh, conversations and, and meetings as well. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we have uh, the opportunity to get a lot of uh, data from our playtests, not just feedback, but also heat maps of where yeah. people go and where they don't go and where they die and, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, and that really helped as well as a kind of like a good overview to see which paths are people actually going through and which are the main ones where people are just, you know, Yeah, dying. The choke points, yeah, basically. The choke yeah. points. Yeah. And I think that informed a lot of these decisions as well over what, time. What are your expectations from, you know, we, we play test all, all of our maps a lot, but we, you know, we, we tested for a very specific purpose, probably different than, than a player would play. So what is your expectation um, when players go hands-on? Do you think they'll do very different things than how we've been playing the map so far yeah i'm pretty sure yeah <laughs> they're, they're gonna they're, they're gonna break it yeah, oh. yeah they're really really good and yeah. and you know i'm pretty sure they're gonna find stuff that we're gonna be like oh i didn't know you could do that no yeah. you know which is really fun i mean yeah. if it happens if it as long as they don't break the map hopefully <laughs> you know knock on wood uh yeah i think i you know even the way people play sometimes you know they they're really fast and and you know they, they like jump and do a bunch of stuff right yeah. <laughs> but i mean if we have if the map gives them the tools to do that and if they're having a blast then you know that's a win for us really so yeah i'm i'm looking forward to see how much of the little like storytelling details and narrative details that players are able to pick up on because i mean the 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 difficulty is you know, set dressing a level that you know people are going to be in full combat and just focusing on on basically killing each other uh, or running past things uh, yeah. as opposed to games where, you know, like a single player game where you, or uh, RPG when you're exploring the worlds more. For us, it's, you know, you need to be able to have those details very noticeable yet subtle. So it's a fine balance between yeah. between them. So, so how, that's from an art perspective. It's difficult. Yeah. 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 But we still encourage players to go and look for these details. Yeah. yeah. We did try and get a lot of them in there and look these small little stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you if, if you have a chance to, you know, stand still for a moment when the yeah, enemy is yeah. maybe not near, they probably are just around the corner. But yeah, just keep yeah. an eye out for yeah. for all the cool things that we added to the map. Yeah. Exactly. There's a risk, but uh, we encourage it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the payoff is huge. Yeah. Okay. Um No spoilers, so no. keep your eyes peeled. That's that's the the main message here. Um, then, lastly, from like the design perspective, do you have any specific callouts on the gameplay flow for players? Like some some suggestions or you know thoughts from your end that, that you want to share? Have fun. No, 
Um, yeah, that too. Obviously. Yeah, have fun. No, yeah. yeah, no, do do have fun. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, use everything that we give you in the level. Uh, you know, if you get stuck in some choke point, some entrance, there may be at least two available for you. So hopefully the fight is going to be, is going to flow in that way where it, you know, it yeah. moves around the, it moves around the map. Um, and the bypass, go to the bypass and check it out. Uh, it's a really, really cool place. Maybe you can also get some <laughs> snipe somebody as well in the bypass. You yeah. Know, you never know. Yeah. I see a lot of smiles, like <laughs> folks are listening, they can't see, but the bypass yeah. is apparently where it's at. Yeah. So go check out the bypass. And destruction, destroy, de- try and destroy stuff. You know, we have some, a bit of destruction, like that will help gameplay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like the only thing that we probably don't have to tell our players, like we uh, encourage you to try and blow shit up. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> like we know. <laughs> cool. Um, let's talk uh, more about art then. So the story of building Redacted and its art is, uh, personally speaking, I think very cool. Uh, and I believe it even involved some field trips for the team, checking out some of these locations. So um, can you speak more to that? Mikael, you booked the trips. So. <laughs> okay, then. I'm the, yeah, the, the travel planner. No, but we, um, uh, one of the cool things was that a lot of the references that we started collecting when we were sort of designing the map or, you know, doing the paper design and pre-production, uh, we collect, you know, hundreds of reference images yep. from from online and, and from people's, you know, whatever people might find cool. Um, we look at a lot of film and TV shows and draw inspirations from different mediums. Uh, but a lot of the pictures that we, we gathered, we realized was from this one place, um, which is like a disused, but then now reused uh, old Cold War bunker that's uh, located right here in Stockholm. And um, it turned out that one of the people in the team, um, one of our artists had a, had a connection at that place. Uh, so we managed to book like a a field trip to go and visit and take photos and uh, be even be able to record some audio that I think you can actually hear in the in the level. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a fun sort of inspirational trip. And I think it helps to kind of both get the team together at the start, yeah. but also to just kind of get into the mood of you know this is what you know one part of how something could look like. In the end, of course, we you know drew inspirations from all kinds of different places, but at least that sort of helped kick things off a little bit and to yep. think outside of the, you know, the studio walls and just yep. go out and, and see things. And yeah, uh, it's uh, both a bit about, it's both a bit of team building and for inspiration. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I, I believe, uh, like keep your eyes out for the blog as well on Redacted. You should see some of the pictures of that uh, exactly. Cold War bunker in there. Yep. Um, it looks pretty cool i i did not know it was in stockholm until i saw it in one of our team meetings and you showed the video i was like wait we have that here yeah i know it was like it's like very uh james bond (laughs) villain-esque design inside this like uh uh, mountain essentially it's it's quite hidden away as well actually when i just moved to stockholm i literally lived on the same street like 200 meters away probably and i was like I, i think i walked by there once and i'm like what is this like? It, <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, keep keep an eye out for those those pictures as well, and yeah. I think it's uh, yeah a really cool thing to to draw inspiration from as well. Yeah, there were some areas there where I actually took straight inspiration from that place, 
like the hallways in the middle of the map with our hospital beds and dead plants along the cliff walls. Like those plants and the walls, that's taken straight from that place. So the lobby in there, yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, so other than also being our first indoor only CQC map, there's also a unique horror aspect to the level itself, which we already alluded to a little bit in the podcast today. But can you speak more to this as well? Like what, what's going on? Well, I mean, I think we're looking forward to players discovering that for themselves a lot. So we don't want to give too much away. Yeah. But I think uh, like it, it all comes from both the fact that we wanted to make something that feels different, that both visually, but also um, uh, audio-wise or sound-wise, um, as well as the gameplay itself. But then the actual sort of narrative very much centers around, you know, like forbidden research and that kind of thing so we wanted to really push that uh, aspect of of the level and you will your the areas that you worked on were very heavily tied into especially both the sort of research aspect but also the sort of spookiness of things yeah yeah we tried to implement some of the surgery and hospital themes there in the middle space of the map so that was kind of spooky <laughs> the real question is here <laughs> How did you sleep at night? You know, you work on like a creepy level all day, like that. Go oh, okay. Yeah. So, what was it like to build that type of art and and lighting as well? How how was that? I think for for lighting, one of the biggest difficulties, and I mean, big shout out to the lighting team for their awesome work on this level because it looks fantastic. And I mean, light is a massive yep. aspect of making it feel more creepy. Um, you know, playing with shadow and, and light and, you know, flickering lights and uh, the sort of grade and the overall uh, just tone of the level very much is enhanced by the lighting. Um, one thing we want, wanted to make sure we struck a good balance between was uh, player visibility, uh, which was a discussion that we had with the design team as well. And from playtest, we got a lot of feedback that at the start level was too dark um, because we wanted to really sort of push the spookiness yeah. um, but then it needs to be playable as well and we don't want players to get frustrated that they're being killed by someone they don't even have a chance to shoot yeah. back at um, so that was a, a, a fine balance so we had to you know play around with some visual tricks to kind of solve that um, and in the end I think overall the the, the sort of the amount of, of light or like the, the sort of the lightness brightness levels of the of the level where we tried to you know, strike good balance between um, letting people and players actually see what they're doing and then yeah. also having some sections where it feels more creepy and and, and um, you maybe, you know, someone or something can be sort of lurking in the shadows. Yeah, totally a balance to strike there. Yeah. But it, that, I think that was also one of our more challenging aspects of like building the level then. So all disciplines like lighting, art, yeah, VFX, uh, just, VFX gameplay, yeah. Yeah. just working together to, yeah. to, to get that solved. Exactly. Um, and the, the, the biodomes, uh, like Gabriel mentioned before, uh, we wanted to separate them in, in sort of not only the vegetation that you have in mm. there or like the layouts and, and sort of the actual purpose of them, but also from the lighting and, and sort of look and feel, like to, to feel visually distinct. Yep. So players know which one they're going through so everything doesn't become um, too confusing. Because that's, with the being an interior only map, like letting people, like guiding them through, so they yeah. always have some visual cue about where they are or where they're going. Uh, like wayfinding becomes uh, very, very important, and yeah. that was something that we yeah. worked a lot with 
both with like how we brand the different sections, the different parts of the level. So it becomes easier for people to know where they are and how they get to the next area. Um, but also um, so that people know, you know, if they have, if you have certain types of assets or a certain theme that you try and keep that to that one, you know, area of the level. So when people do call outs, for instance, in voice chat, then you can just say, you know, we're in the pump room area. You don't yeah. have lots of different pump room areas because then you'll be like, which, <laughs> which one? <pump> room? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a big thing in the second biodome, the C flag field testing, uh, where it was really massive for a while. And like these big cliffs, and it was the same cliffs everywhere, wherever you looked. So we tried to get some more landmarks in there. Like now we have a cave there. You know where you are when you are next to the cave. Uh, we have the houses in the middle, east to spot. Um, a small forest path, more in the lower areas of the dome. Yeah, yeah, and I also try to think about like um, the direction of the cliffs, so they're pointing all in the same angle, so or in the same direction. So it's always easy to know where you are when you, when you look at the cliffs and yep. things like that. Um, so I think we already mentioned some of the areas, but for the for the ones that we haven't, can you walk us through? some of the different areas of the map as well. Um, and it, I guess that goes out to all of you. Um, yeah, I think it depends on which side you're playing as. Um, but uh, one of the first areas is the sort of the, the lobby, the facility lobby. Um, you know, if you're an employee at this hidden uh, research facility, that's where you would you know take the elevators down and get to work. Yep. Uh, and then you have kind of um, more like laboratory area where they're doing all of this forbidden research. Then you go into uh, the biome that you will work on, which is the you know one of the spookiest places, I would say. Then you have this sort of middle section where, um, yeah, we don't want to give too much away, um, but it's more like a bit more corridor um, building interiors. Then you have another biodome, and then you have more like a maintenance area. Um, more, um, you know, utility, you know, we have like, water pumps and, and stuff like that. Storage, yep. that kind of thing. And then the incinerator. Yeah. Yeah. What what would they incinerate there? Or maybe you want to... <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to see <laughs> okay, if, okay, if okay. we need to keep this a secret or not. But yeah, we have incinerators. Um, but uh, what, 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 what goes into them, I guess? We'll... Yeah, exactly. You'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be too specific. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, the at least uh, flag-wise, you know, we try to spice it up a little bit so they they obviously don't play the same way, yep. right? Uh, so you will find some of the flags, you know, the, the second biodome. That one uh, is supposed to be a little bit more open, yep. you know, to give a possibility to, to if you want to snipe a little bit, you know, there are some... Um, Elevator points, uh, yeah. right. Um, still, you can, you know, carry on using your SMG or your shotgun, but to to expand a little bit the, the weapon range, yeah. right. Um, and then uh, in the other biodome, the spooky, the, the most spooky one, the, <laughs> the spooky. Joel's biodome, as we used to call it uh, in production. Um, that one is supposed to be a little bit tighter as well. So we try to play a little bit with, you know, without breaking the this frame of you know cqc uh grindy uh, experience we try to expand whenever we could the the width of the of the path mm -hmm. if you if you like 
So, so yeah, a bit of a variety, you know, playing, playing with some disruption in some flags. Disruption is more, more prominent in some flags. In other ones, uh, you can open uh, paths, for example. Um, that, like, that aren't immediately there, but you can... Exactly, they're like, they're blocked, yeah. you know, with some, some uh, destructible panels. Um, and then you can either shoot at them or throw a grenade, and then you're going to open some, some paths. Bo- both, uh, you know, line, um, line of sight, right? Uh, and also like, you know, actual uh, paths to walk. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And I guess, are there specific aspects from building a level from an art perspective that, that you would like to share? Something we haven't talked about, but, you know, something you think is really cool that, that you want to mention? Well, one, one thing that was pretty that I found was pretty cool, um, which is, you know, simple, but very effective trick to make people understand uh, the footprint of the level and mm-hmm. like the the, the, um, the actual like edge of the level is that we had like within, we have rocks and cliffs and like exposed rock walls um, in some places, but we used them for the, for the purpose of marking where the edge of the level is on a mm-hmm. horizontal level. So, Whenever you go into, if you're you're walking down a corridor and on the left side you have like this exposed rock wall, then you know you're on the uttermost like left edge of the map. Mm. And the same thing on the right side. And I think that helps as well for players to understand roughly the size of the level. So they know beyond this point, like I'm not going to find another door and go yeah. right here again because this is the edge. Um, and I think that was a, a neat way from an a visual perspective to sort of signify where that is. Because again, making a, an interior level, um, giving people a un- clear understanding of the layout is difficult. Um, and that was like one of those things that we could also employ to yeah. make that clear to players that, yeah, this is roughly how big it is on on the horizontal axis. And then you're pushing through, um, just going forward all the time until you reach the, the end, of course, but at least be able to kind of gauge the width of the level. I think that really helped. Okay. And um, then lastly, are, are there any specific learnings from previous 2042 maps that we applied to Redacted? And that could be from art, could be from, you know, design, gameplay, anything you want to share? Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I would say the the whole rework, uh, you know, um, the direction we took when we decided to do the reworks for all the maps. Um, yeah. So shorter distances, uh, between flags, we applied that to uh, Redacted. It also helped us to to not uh, to make the whole production less challenging as well. Having a smaller map, uh, obviously. Also, the having some, you know, putting some focus on cover. Really thinking of, okay, we're gonna place cover here, and yep. you know the way the way it actually one one rock one pillar one barrel whatever it is uh, affects gameplay yep distances infantry friendly uh, yep. approach as well uh, i think um so maybe as a summary so when we reworked all the maps we looked at like line of sight padding travel distance exactly um so all those learnings from you know having reworked all our maps we applied them to redacted yes so the yeah. flow overall should be much smoother yeah. than you're used to from yeah. our, our initial launch maps yeah. before the, the reworks as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I think uh, exactly like to the, the pathing and navigation was a big aspect. And I think we've 
learned a lot from the reworks in terms of to make very clear, distinct themes in terms of the the yeah. art, so it becomes easy to know like where you are, but also which paths you are expected to take uh, in terms of like if we take the the biodomes with the different like smaller, more subtle paths that they become very clear that this is sort of the unintended route. Yeah. And then of course you can do your own thing and completely uh, you know do something different, but at least you sort of have a very distinct visual, like this is how I get from here to okay. to the next flag. Um, uh, with lighting, we did that as well, where in the center of the level, the, and then, then going outside into the, the sort of adjacent, more like maintenance corridor, and then you have the like underground tunnels, like the lighting and the, and the grade, like the visual, like the color temperature uh, and so on, um, changes and increases in, in sort of, uh, intensity as you go outside of that. Mm, so so it's okay. more like cold lighting in the, in the center and then you have more like slightly warmer in the maintenance corridors and then really like intense red in the underground tunnels um, which helps also people to remember where they are. So stuff like that. Cool. Um, for all of you, what is your favorite area of the map? So uh, let's Michael, let's start with yeah. you. Yeah, I think actually the biodome that Jungle worked on is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> at the start, I was like, uh, it was the other biodome. Um, but then now in, in the end, when everything has come together and I can see uh, all of the, like the, the amount of attention to detail that Jungle has put into it and like the, the lighting and just the spookiness uh, really comes together. Yeah, I was, I'm really pleased with how that came out, actually. It looks amazing. I gotta say the same thing, actually, over <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm a sucker for like uh, really creepy vibes and having these roots spiraling along along the cliffs and yeah. things like that. So, yeah, it looks very different to what we've done in the past. Um, you know, corridors. We've done a lot of corridors. We've done a lot of interiors. But just this spooky forest biodome thing. Yeah, we've never yeah. done that. Yeah, I wanted to do something unique for Battlefield that hasn't been done before. Yeah. So. That and was, we we, we definitely succeeded, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, well, to me, I would. I, I kind of have the whole map. Diplomatic answer. I think yeah, the whole map. Really, uh, I can't really leave out any 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 corridor, any corner, any flag. Um, yeah, I think the whole redacted is my favorite part of redacted. Okay. Mm. That makes me very excited, <laughs> like especially, uh, yeah, I, I hope for players as well that, you know, yeah, we hope they so go too. in and I hope they get lost in the corridors and yeah. on, like the biodomes yeah. and, you know, look around and, you yeah. know, very CQC combat, but there's all this stuff around you. So it's, it's mm. going to be a very cool experience. We have some things that may give them some um, jump scares as well. Ooh. Some little... Some elements yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Be excited. <laughs> Maybe in some later patches as well. Mm -hmm. Some acute jump scares. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna say anything more than uh, that. No, no, no. But I see a lot of you know, folks can see there's a lot of smirking going on here right now. <laughs> like we know what's hidden in there. So yeah. Folks, um something to keep an eye out for and you know, stay on stay on guard, I would say, yeah. when you navigate the, the corridors of Redacted. I think uh, this is, you know, what, what most people listen listen for, but do we uh, want to eat some cookies, maybe? Oh, yes. Is this <laughs> the reason? Is this the reason why I'm here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how I always have to bribe folks uh, to come on. So 
we always do like a nice live unboxing. So we actually have three bags. So uh, let's let's just uh, open all of them. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation, but uh, or is, if this is even Swedish. But kokostop, kokostop. Yeah, okay. It's not very difficult to pronounce, I no. guess. Versus some other Swedish cookies that I absolutely butchered, but yeah, it's one of my favorites actually. Oh, yeah. there you go. Another nice bribe <laughs> to get Joe on the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, uh, you know, before we do every podcast, I go to uh, wherever in in Stockholm and try to. Get some nice cookies, and I saw these, and I was like, "Yeah, these are these these look nice." Do you always try to have a new cookie for every podcast? I try, but um, I don't always succeed. No. <laughs> at least never the you know never the the same cookies like twice in a row. Mm. We have Nika, who's been on the podcast multiple times as well as a cookie connoisseur, but she's mm-hmm. out of the country right now. But she usually um gets us uh, fresh fresh and nice cookies mm-hmm. as well from like all the different parts of the world. So we want to take a, a journey to through cookies, I guess. <laughs> Get a little bit lost. Um, I guess we also always ask for a little bit of a verdict. How is the cookie? Rate, rate the cookie. This is amazing. <laughs> this, is, this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah seven oh, out of ten. Yeah. Seven out of ten? Seven. Well, I mean, like cookies can be... You know, you need to set the scene. <laughs> I was going to say 10, but now I don't want to say 10. <laughs> Are this Swedish? This one? Is this Swedish? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? It's pretty Swedish. You guys. Oh. We love cookies. I mean, yeah. we invented the word fika, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still amused by like the multiple days where like, you know, Semla Day and Knöbler Day here in Sweden oh. where oh, everybody yes. just has a specific, or there are specific days where you can get some nice treats everywhere and people live their best lives mm-hmm. big fan of those so Gabriel you're, you're from Cuba yep. originally so what's, what's, what's like the, the famous Cuban cookie I guess um, well since since we're eating something made of uh, coconut I would probably say we have some something similar but extra 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 sweet mm. so I I'm pretty sure you guys, the Swedish guys, you you, you will die if you taste <laughs> that one, for sure. So it is something similar to this, in the sense that, you know, if so if you have the coconuts uh, part, but then you have a layer, an extra layer of uh, melted sugar, brown sugar, caramel. Mm. Nice. Yeah. They're kind of hard, you know, but super, super sweet. So, you know, even the coconut is sweet, like... You know, the sugar part, super sweet. The coconut, super sweet. And maybe somebody, you know, sprinkle a little bit extra. Extra, extra, extra yeah, sugar. Extra, extra, extra sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't have, you would have that as like a dessert or something or a snack. As lunch. No, bre- bre- yeah, yeah. Bre- breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> yeah, like a dessert. Like you can buy them on the street, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very nice. I don't remember. Yeah, the name is um, Coquito. I think Coquito Prieto. Probably, which is like little coconuts, little brown coconuts, kind of. Hmm. Yeah. 
I would be surprised if we can get them around here. Yeah. Who knows? No. Maybe for Maybe uh, when I go to Cuba, I'm going to come with like, how many do you want? 20,000 or something? All of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> bring all of them. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we have for today. So folks, to you listening, we hope you enjoyed the overview of, you know, Redacted and some of the aspects that, that go into building the level and what we look out for from a design and art perspective. Um, <laughs> I think I'm still half eating the cookie, <laughs> trying to end the podcast as well at the same time. It's very classy. Um, so, Gabrielle, Joel, and Michael, thank you as well for being here today. Thank you. It was, uh, for all of you, the first time on the podcast. So, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Uh, especially, it the yeah. <laughs> especially the cookie. Especially the cookie. I'm oh. less nervous now. So Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, good. I hope it wasn't too <laughs> nerve wracking. Um, but yeah, no, we always have a, a fun time on the podcast. Mm. So, to all of you, any final thoughts or comments you would like to share with the community? Um, yeah, I'm just super happy about how the map came out and uh, it's a testament to the work of the both the sort of map team here, but also our, all, everyone else in, at studio and our external partners as well who we worked with. Uh, they all did an amazing job. So hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I really hope so. Hope you'll enjoy it, guys. Yeah. And gals. Yeah, I mean, have fun and... Yeah, enjoy it. I'm I'm gonna be um, playing as well, so it's gonna be really exciting. I've been waiting for this moment for a long, long time, uh, really. So it's it's awesome that it's it's about to to happen. It's finally about to yeah release yeah. And also shout out to the the pod, the team who worked yes, on, on yes. Salem, you know, and everybody who helped, everybody who gave feedback and everything. Like, yeah, you guys are awesome. I would say. Awesome. Um, so folks, we'll be back with more podcast episodes. But in the meantime, get in touch with us at hashtag Inside Battlefield on socials or at podcast at battlefield.com. And then from all of us here at our Battlefield studios, stay classy and PTFO. Mm. PTFO. PTFO. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.